welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast for the Bad Batch. My name is Dan, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ed. Yo. How you doing today, buddy? Um, pretty good. It is pre-comic book day. Have you been to your comic book store yet? No. That means I have to travel over an hour, and I don't think I'm going to do that. (laughs) Not for race, but that point tower. I'm sorry. Yeah. I have two (laughs) copies of all the Star Wars ones, so you're welcome to one of them. Does he want them? Though? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm glad you're doing well. And our second co-host there, you can hear, is Noma. Hello. How you doing? Uh, I'm in better shape than Topoka City. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Yeah, this is the this is the final <laughs> episode of our Bad Batch run, uh, episode 16. Ed, do you want to let him know what the title is? The title of that episode is Camino Lost. So yeah, everybody's doing way better than that. <laughs> um, we'll tell you what happened, what may happen, what tie-ins and or Easter eggs that we found and how they relate to the story. Um, if you saw something that we didn't see or didn't mention or any bonus stuff or things that you want to predict for next season, you can contact us. No one's going to tell you how to do that. And if you miss out on anything he says, have no fear. We're going to repeat it at the end of the episode. Very true. And yeah, there's a whole bunch of ways you can contact us. One of the easiest is our website, which is voiceoftheforce.com. We also got an email, which is voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. Social media-wise, we're on Twitter and Instagram. The handles for that are both at voiceforcepod. As always, retweeting and reposting our new episode tweets does help with growing our listener base and is very much appreciated. And you can listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all major podcast platforms. As always, reviewing us with five stars in a comment helps with visibility, and you can follow or subscribe for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases. Thank you, Noma. And without further ado, let's get into the spoiler warning for this episode. So, if you've not watched the final episode, episode 16, Camino Lost, of The Bad Batch on Disney+, Plus, please pause if you want to not be spoiled. And watch it and then come back. It's only about 20-ish minutes uh, without the credits. So do that and we'll come back. And uh, you can hear all of our crazy thoughts and what might happen next. Without further ado, Noma. Take it away. Yes. So this episode starts off where we left off last time with Camino and, well, specifically Topoka City being just absolutely shelled by three Venators. And yeah, we basically get the Bad Batch plus Crosshair running and trying to make it somewhere. They don't really make it too far because the destruction just continues until the entire section, like city platform that they're on, actually gets dropped into the water and starts to sink. So. Uh, Omega and Crosshair get trapped in one section. The rest of the Bad Batch get trapped in a different section. And as the section starts falling, we get a shot where Admiral Rampart uh, gets an update from a clone trooper where we'll talk about this later because this was kind of interesting. But the clone trooper is clearly shaken as he's giving the report that, you know, Kamino and Topoka City are, are all gone and just sinking. And Rampart does something that I think me and Ed were surprised at where he goes, all right, well, we're done here. Let's leave. And so all three Venators just uh, kind of leave Kamino's atmosphere and start to head away. And uh, yeah, so we get a little shot where it's basically uh, Omega and AZ have to work together to free Crosshair, who's trapped under a bunch of debris. They're able to do so. And at the same time, 
uh the compartment they're in is flooding there's a kind of thing where it's like well they won't they survive i mean seems like they would right but uh wrecker and tech are able to basically open up the door that is trapping them or keeping them from each other and they're able to slide in close the door and from there they have this uneasy alliance with crosshair where they're all kind of just working together to survive and get somewhere where they can you know get off camino so most of the episode actually just kind of revolves around that it's basically they get to one end of the platform where their barracks are and they have a little reminisce period about that and then they cut a hole through their barracks to the water tubes that we saw, the transport uh, transport tubes that they were using to take the pods or, uh, in the last episode. They cut their way into that, get down there. They have a, a little bit more conversation as they're walking through the tubes. And uh, they get attacked by a giant sea turtle, basically. Some sort of giant uh, Camino and underwater monster. And they're able to basically escape the tube and set a shock through the tubes that scares the monster away. And then they end up in Nalase's lab. The new problem that they come into is that the tubes to the landing platform that the Havoc Marauder is on have all been destroyed, so they need to figure out a new way to get out. And what they basically uh, come up with for a plan is that they are going to take the, the medical pods that were in Nalase's uh, genetics chamber and use them to kind of uh, protect them as they launch up to the surface and then have to swim to the Marauder. So they do this by uh, having AZ basically stay outside the pods and kind of help them maneuver them around debris and all this stuff to get up. There's a couple more little talks that they have where it's, it's just like a little bit of back and forth with Omega and Crosshair. And they almost all of them get up. Omega gets trapped by debris on the way up to the surface and AZ comes down to rescue her. And it looks like he's going to die because his power they they talk earlier about how his power supplies are running out of uh charge and so he shuts down as he basically gets omega free and then we get a moment where uh hunter is going to go after omega to rescue her and then crosshair pulls out his his rifle and points it at hunter's head which they're like oh my god is he betraying them and i'm like why would he shoot him at point blank range with a sniper rifle so crosshair instead activates the harpoon launcher that's on the underside of his sniper rifle and shoots into the water, hits AZ with it, and uses that to drag the offline AZ and Omega up to the surface. So he saves both of them. And uh, yeah, they basically, from there, paddle back to the Havoc Marauder. They have one more kind of standoff with Crosshair where Hunter basically... It's something we talked about last episode where there's a really cool moment where Crosshair says, like, you guys just abandoned me. You didn't give me a choice on whether or not I could go with you guys. You know, you were, we were all supposed to be a team and you just left me. So Hunter basically says... Crosshair, this is your chance. Come with us. We're we're all willing to forgive for, to forgive you for everything that's happened this season. So come with us. You can be part of the Bad Batch again. And Crosshair's like, no, I'm I, the Empire is the winning side. I'm sticking with the Empire. So they get on the Havoc Marauder and leave Crosshair on the platform. They take off and fly off into space. And uh, yeah, that's basically where it ends with Crosshair just kind of staring off at Camino, well, the ruins of Camino, while the Bad Batch escapes off into space. And yeah, that's basically the main plot for this episode. The ending is kind of interesting, where it basically is uh, a one of the new the new new class shuttles, haha, flying back to it looks like the planet that they were on uh, before the finale, the secret uh, TK training facility, and it lands. Nalase gets out, and one little interesting point is she is just surrounded by clone commandos, like they're the only people on the platform. In this interesting new paint scheme, I got really excited for half a second. I'll talk about that later. But uh, she gets off, 
and there is a human scientist who's wearing the exact same outfit that we saw from Mandalorian, that doctor, what was his name, like Peshing or something like that? Um, so basically we get confirmation that the kind of clone research division is taking place now that the TK program is underway. And the scientist is like, oh, now let's say we're all big admirers of your work. You're not going to be working on clones anymore. And then they kind of just walk into the facility and it cuts the black there. So, yeah, it's a much quicker synopsis than the other episodes, but it's mostly because uh, not a lot really happens in this episode. But uh, yeah, that is basically the synopsis for the finale of Bad Batch. Thank you very much. Let's get into the discussion here, guys. So one thing that I was talking about at the end of the episode with the clone commandos that made me really excited for half a second was when they got off the platform. At first, I saw them coming off the platform. and I was like, oh, cool. It's uh, it's what's it called? It's a uh, boss. Yeah, because yeah, I saw yeah. the, the kind of stripe line patterns on him. And I was like, oh, it's the same. kind. It, it's almost the same as boss. And then when he got off, I looked at the colors. and I was like, oh, no, it's blue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that kind of it. yeah. And then I had a sudden spark of hope where I was like, Oh my god, is that like die? Is that like oh, no. sorry, not die? Is that Darman? Is that like Fi? Is that like oh my god, is this Delta Squad? And then I realized they were all wearing blue. And I was yeah, like, no, yeah. <laughs> it was it was like, are we gonna see more? That was my I'm, thought too. I was like, are we gonna see yeah. Delta Squad or Omega Squad? I'm kind of glad that we don't see Omega. Yeah. yeah. Like we know Scorch is on that facility still, no, probably. Delta's somewhat around, but mm-hmm. Omega would still be nice to see if they got out, and that's why this girl's named Omega instead. Was it oh, the same facility that we saw them like leave from with the commandos on it, or was this a different facility? Because this had like the research person on it, right? And I don't feel like that facility that we saw was them just training people, like the stormtroopers, that's, right? That's why I'm curious if if it is the same planet or not, because it's also they're flying into what is clearly a mountain that has been converted into a base, not a sinkhole yeah. that has a base in it. Right. So my the two easiest things I can think of are or I guess the easiest thing I can think of is it's the same planet, but it's a different part of that planet. Yeah, and... and like on the other place, we didn't see um, uh, clones or commandos with that like blue. Yeah, they stripes, just had the all white. Which kind of is like, is this like a special commando unit for like the the program, like to to guard them? Yeah. And it's like that would Obviously. make sense if it's a big program that they really want to make sure it doesn't you know get destroyed. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we'll we'll learn about that more in season two, right? But oh, yeah. yeah, that is kind of what it seems like. So, any other thoughts on that, Noma, on this episode in general? Like, between Omega, oh, a Ace, yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah, so one thing that surprised me was AZ surviving. Yeah, as, yeah. Soon, as soon as, when they're in Nalase's lab and he's like, my charge is running low, I was like, oh, oh you're going to die. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, when, when it runs, like, as he's, like, trying to, get Omega out, you can see the lights dimming and stuff like that. I was like, oh, okay, AZ's going to sacrifice himself. That's fine. He's, he he hasn't made enough of a mark on himself to be a droid that I care about, to be blunt. Yep. Yeah. And then Crosshair fired the harpoon thing, and I was like, cool, he's going to save Omega. Oh, he hit AZ. Oh. That's yeah, that, interesting. That was something I was like, oh, that makes sense, because he had to pull her up, but he, he's not going to hit yeah. her with it, right? He could have. I mean, she could take a, a harpoon hit, I think. It's not like it oh. went through AZ. No, right? that's true. But I think it was magnetic, uh, isn't it? Oh, that's true. I don't. Yeah, actually, it might it might have been. That's a yeah. good point. Um, with the only 
like because honestly i'm not a fan of the fact that they saved az i wasn't at first because i was like oh come on you got off camino with no casualties that's a little bit mm. the only thing that i'm kind of hoping ends up happening with az being on the team and it's also a gripe that i have with this episode is i'm hoping that um because this is something i'd completely forgotten about until i looked up like why why should i care about az he's the one who did fives uh inter- interrogate like the first interrogation of fives oh shit yeah when he was brought back to camino the first time okay and i was like oh that could be a really cool way so we could get some character development out of echo because that's something i'm kind of annoyed about there's like nothing from echo right we get i was because i was kind of thinking with the training room i after the after we did our recording i was like it'd be cool if there was a domino squad callback Mm. or you know if there was just something where it's like you know because he was on camino longer than the bad batch was because yeah no definitely his squad had to get their shit together basically but there's nothing like echo gets no references at all in this episode yeah he's kind of in the background for most of it like he's not even like you barely even see him. Like he's just in he's, the background. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's a word. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's got one line that I remember, which is Wrecker's like, "Oh, it's so tight in this pod," and Echo's like, "At least you don't have to double up." And then that's it. Yeah, and then he gets knocked out earlier like, in the episode. But it's, it's like, just kind of get why you're mad, but at the same time, not really. Yeah, right. Or, but it's, I don't know. It's just you know, Echo's been around for so long. And it kind of feels like nothing's really happened with him this season. I feel well, you know, he had more limelight than Tech did in a lot of the Tech parts. Like, <laughs> no, let's be fair. Like, no, he had no, 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 no. he was a he, lot he... more useful through other like in, encounters and stuff throughout these episodes. I think he. I think he did more. Yeah. Yeah. Tech this time. He had a lot to say. Yeah, and he has Tech has one good line in this episode, right, or mm. one good scene in this episode. Um, where they're when they're walking through the tube before they get attacked by the sea monster, Wrecker and Crosshair have their little standoff, and Tech stands up for Crosshair. But and I, and yeah, I liked it because afterwards Crosshair's like, "Why are you sticking up for me?" And Tech just turns to him and goes, "Just because I understand how you think doesn't mean I agree with you." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, that's really good, All right?" Um, but I mean, that's it. Like he's Tech. <laughs> Echo's done more things than Tech ha- has in this season. Tech still has the the sick initial d drift around uh the ryloth base though so <laughs> echo doesn't have any moments like that right? yeah <laughs> oh, that was good but good stuff uh, there. yeah i mean overall um ironically the, the we kind of talked about this before the podcast but the episode panned out basically exactly how dan thought it was going to which is cool the only downside is because of that, it's kind of an it's a very underwhelming finale. Oh yeah, definitely. Because I mean, it's it's just a thing that I've that you kind of see from I guess just all the action stuff that I enjoy watching, where it's like the natural environment is never going to be like a high stakes situation, right? Escaping a burning building is never as intense as being chased by a squad of enemies, right? So the the mm-hmm. fact that this entire episode is let's, is let's try not to drown, it makes sense in the context of the episode, but it just kind of makes the viewers feel like not a lot is happening because there's never a point where the water is going to shoot you, right? You never have to worry about an ambush. From no, the it's just water. like the, from the debris coming. coming down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just like a. It never feels like the the stakes are in the characters' hands and they can really do anything about it. Yeah. Because they can't shoot their way out of the situation, right? So, that was my only kind of problem. Is like, I think this was the first Bad Badge episode where I checked how much time was left. 
in the episode. Oh, you too? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, I yeah. think I did I, as well, like, yeah, near the end. Yeah, when they, were, when they were in the tubes, I was like, okay, how far are we? Um, yeah. Ten minutes left? Okay, nothing cool is going to happen this episode. Mm-hmm. So it was just, you know, again, not a bad episode. I'm not going to say it was like, it's still better than, and I know Dan, Dan tries to defend this show, but it's still better than all of Resistance. Oh, that no, I, I don't defend it at all. There's just some good, like, dog fights, and that's it. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing that I loved about that show. Sadly, like I mean, the actors did the best they could with what they got, I guess. And like, it's, it's, just, it's for kids. Show, so, if that show didn't have good dog fights, there'd be no. There'd be no. I wouldn't watch it. I probably wouldn't I, have watched I, it. I couldn't even stick around in it long enough to get to the dog fights. <laughs> the one part that lost me in that show, which is completely off topic, is when they had roided out Quacky and Monkey Lizards. Oh fuck's sake! <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. Um, anyway, what the hell is that even supposed to look like? It's fucked up. It's it's crazy. Like they're like imagine like a Hulk version of a like with a Quackian monkey Ugh. lizard face. Yeah, no, I'm trying to, and I anyway. can't because that's just ridiculous. And whoever I'm imagining, up with that I'm is... imagining the tank from Left for Dead with with the yes, yes, essentially. Um, oh dear lord! God, at any points about this episode that you want to go over? Um, not too many more to go over. Really, it was just that. Uh, in the beginning, they all they showed again like bolts ripping through the city, and I was just yeah, like, Yo, yeah. I was like, why do you have to do this again? I already saw it. Just go <laughs> from the other part, and I, you're already kicking me while I'm down. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the I was gonna the point you made about the clone for real. Like as soon as he was just like the uh, city has hit uh, the ocean floor. And yeah. it was just like, oh man, like yeah, okay, they are bothered by it, but they mm. they can't say anything, right? So that that point was like, okay, okay, you do feel something still. You aren't just some new guys polished out and sent up there. It's just like, mm. no, these are these are probably the clones, clones on the bridge. For a while. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. um, that that right after that, it was just like, stop it. it was uh, like, mm, yeah, yeah. I was like, guys, stop. Like, okay, we get it. It's it's going down. Um, I'm yelling timber. Through that's it's going down, not it's oh, going. I know, I know. <laughs> no, it, it, it's the closest I can get. Okay. <laughs> through the whole run and everything like that, that was it was it was intense in its own way. Like I, I understand what Noah says, like you know, the chasing water is not going to kill you, but like mm. it was it was interesting to see, like okay, you know, oh look. Omega, you're cross, you're locked in a room with crosshair, and he's drowning. And what are you gonna do? And all her attempts, I laughed when she was like screaming at AZ. She's like, AZ, help me! Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, you're just kind of floating there when you have repulsors. What the yeah, fuck yeah. is wrong with you? And she gets out and takes a bow and starts shooting the debris. And you can see that was awesome. Like, she was like, you're too close. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love crosshairs. Oh that. god, I'm gonna die. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> give me a warning next time. No, it's like this fucking kid doesn't know how to aim. I mean, the, <laughs> she like, loses she that bow did. too. She doesn't. She doesn't keep it. Like, oh yeah, yeah. She because she she uses it, shoots it, drops it, right, and mm. then she goes to take the thing off of Crosshair, and then she immediately jumps into the water and opens the door mm. with uh, the Bad Batch. So she loses okay, that I bow. Thought, I thought she had it at the end, but you might the, have. the water, a lot water of pressure brings everything through, right? Before it might have flown through. All the plot relevant items got through. I thought yeah, she lost it, but maybe you're right. Maybe it was on her back or something. I'd, I'd have to double check. I wasn't really paying attention, but so there's the the whole. I was laughing as soon as they got into the tunnel because I was just like, okay, they 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 kind of had what I was saying. We're like, you know, they go through a thing, like and the then, transport you know, tube, and yeah, and then yeah, yeah, one yeah. of them would get caught, and then but mm-hmm. then Crosshair still survived it. 
So it was it was the after when it's just like, okay, they're all in this tunnel now. I was like, well, something has to happen now. Oh, yeah, I got a bad feeling. Oh, I don't like this. Well, that's the key words. Yeah. Okay, so what's going to happen? And then I just thought immediately episode one was like, there's always a bigger fish, huh? Yes. And then the thing chomps down. It's just like... I think it was cool. So it's like you've been past this facility, but got chased off by the lights and the electric shock, mm-hmm. I'm guessing. When you come back to bite it again, like, are you well, stupid? Probably the lights. That was the thing that I thought was a little bit funny, where it's like, yes, go after the Tic Tacs. Yeah. They're a good meal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, just like... it's like you're in this gigantic ocean world mm. where you can go anywhere you want, but, oh, no, there's this one, there's this one little tube and these things in the tube. Like, I get mm. how sometimes animals, out of curiosity, will, like, take a bite on a thing or yeah. come up mm. to inspect it and, in so doing, probably bite down on it and just be like, oh, okay, nothing, whatever, and, and mm. piss off. This thing came back repeatedly. It's just like, yes, what, it did. Why are you so mad at them that you? Yeah, like, yeah. That was just very convenient. I'd rather it. Ha- it would have been like, boop, oh, what's that? Oh God, debris from that part of the city that's falling mm. down is all yeah, concentrated yeah. here right now. So we have to book to the other side before yeah. all this comes down and breaks mm. this tube. That would have been. That would have made more sense to me rather than like, oh, because you can still put cracks in the ceiling. You can still get water flowing through. It's just a matter of we need to get there or we're going to die because it's going to come down. Not, oh, we're going to get eaten. It's just like, yeah, Yeah. we know it's a big sea. We know there's going to be fish in the sea. Don't don't do that. Yeah, make it I, make it relevant to what's happening. That was just yeah. so random out of Cause, everything. Because what I, what I was expecting to happen was I was expecting him to bite it, and then it'd be like, oh, it's not food, Fl- go away. But then that bite yeah. just caused a cascade Spider, of cracks to right? start. Yeah. yeah, and that didn't happen either. It was just yeah. like, what the, like all of it just seemed very random and convenient uh, mm. to prove that AC could do something i guess it was just like no we we know he'll be able to do something it's not what because my idea for the end when they were gonna say like oh how are we gonna get out like how who's gonna how are we gonna get guided or whatever and it's like oh az will do it and i was like what he's gonna stay in the command center and like like pilot yeah things <laughs> AZ reminds me there. of like cad bane's droid but less helpful yeah yeah i can't remember his name but yeah that guy that little droid Team that has something isn't it yeah. yeah i don't remember either but because... voiced by seth green yeah, I was going to say Seth Green droid. Um, yeah. Yeah, cuz yeah. I'm not done. What are you doing? No, I'm just saying I'm just saying I agree I agree that I didn't I didn't like how the the tube thing kind of went. Yeah. But I did like the design of the fish thing. It's like a dragon turtle. Yeah, it looks it looked interesting. Cool. Again, like you you to me it's like you wasted time designing this thing when you could have just had more debris. You know, what mm. other relevance is this thing going to have? We're not coming back to Camino. We're not going to see this thing again. It's got no relevance whatsoever. Now you have to come up with a name for this thing. It's little short blurb on why mm. it was there and what it did. And okay, it got shot yeah. and fucked up. Like, come on. It's, right? So, it's in the same camp as the, what was it? The Onderon Light Dragon or whatever yeah, that the they found in the second episode. Or, or, just yeah, like, yeah. or those bugs. Yeah. Right? Where you, yeah, have to or come, the... you have to come up with a whole thing for them, yeah. which is like, okay... A, you're adding to the to the legacy. Yeah, it's, it's nice to add to the bestiary, but, but why? why is it so plot relevant? It's like it's got nothing to do. We don't know anything about it. Now somebody's gonna mm. have sit there and try to write a dissertation about this thing. It's just like you can't. You you literally can't. It's mm. just another footnote in in an encyclopedia. But with the whole guiding thing, I thought he was gonna sit there and like you know pilot them remotely. I was like, oh yeah, so he is being sacrificed. They know he's gonna stay down here. So when he launched out with them, I was kind of like. Right, because they blew up the glass. Yeah. Right. <laughs> huh. Okay, what's he going to... Oh, 
he's kind of pushing them around. Cool. It's like, you're going to do that for all four simultaneously? But I guess you're trying. Okay, so when the bean came out and caught Omega, I was like, see, that's why you can't do something like this on your own. Like, you're not going to be able to. And he sees the other three floating up. I'm like, okay, I'm going back down. Okay. Oh, he's pushing, he's pushing, he's pushing. And you're guided and he's falling. You know what? That's beautiful. They're showing the little, the floating away kind of thing. Like, you know what? Your last thing with Camino, you stay with Camino, you stay with the facility and everything that happened. I'm getting out the table. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I had that same moment where I was like, "This oh, is it." <laughs> See, I told you this last episode. I said like, she's pulled that stupid kid moment mm-hmm. where she hasn't all season, and they throw that away for the last episode when yeah. she's been doing so well. Like she kind, she didn't didn't in that in the part one in episode fifteen because mm. it's like okay, you know that was pure uncertainty. You don't know whether or not you're gonna help or not help. Yeah, yeah, with the with the dark troopers, like that, understandable. This was, you're underwater. He weighs way more without his head than you, Mm. and you're waterlogged without anything. It's just like, you were safe and getting out. What the hell is wrong with you? You're lucky. Crosshair decided to do that because he didn't. All of them were saying like, "What's going on? You would have just drowned Mm. for no reason." He may have saved you twice through this, yes, but again, according to him, he's fulfilling his his programming his right? primary objective well, he's, he's, yeah. he's he's paying her back basically he's like now we're even well no no we're talking no, about not crosshair uh, oh easy oh easy right? yeah yeah yeah. so it was like what what is your i i, I just didn't get it like was the attachment that strong where it's i mean like... it was the only her only friend for the first like 10 years of her life like i i understood that part where right? it was like yeah of course childhood friend mm-hmm. do whatever blah 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 but for someone who like omega who has been shown this entire season to be, you know, the best strategist out of them all, yeah. right? And the most tactical thinker of them all. Just th- all of that being thrown away because, like, oh no, have to save power. Friendship will save me. Yeah. I was like, oh, she's not shown backwards. I think the one thing that you're forgetting is like emotion can definitely make you make stupid decisions, right? So, and she's a kid. She's the most emotional out of all of those clones, and yeah. she has a very strong attachment to Az. Like. I, I think this scene was for the kids watching the show because it's like oh, AZ is not like this important character that's that everyone needs, but like your friend is drowning in quotation marks, right? You got to save them. And she, she feels that bond to save her friend, right? But we've that's seen her get it. emotional in other moments before. Mm. Yeah. And rationalities went out in the end. Granted, I guess the, the argument whole fucking be, city went up in flames. Well, the, the, the argument would be that other members of the Bad Batch have helped her see it because she was just as panicky when Hunter was captured. Right, we have to go get him now. We have to go save him. Why aren't we doing it? And I was like, look, calm down. We have to fix the ship first. Otherwise, how are we going to get to him? Right. So, like, I guess you could argue that, but it's still, it, it does, for, you know, being critical of, of child characters because usually they do stuff like this. And like we said, she ha- she's been good at not doing it this entire season. Yep. So That's all why of a sudden it was surprising. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think it was out of character, honestly. Like, I thought it was, it made sense to me because, like, also her city exploded. And like you see her, you know, taking that emotional part where AZ has to pull her in because she's just like standing there as these bolts are coming down, right? And she's like just shell shocked in that regard. Like her whole, pla- the place where she lived for the most of her life is just see, being decimated. The, the place that she's been desperate to get away from her entire life. Yeah. But at the same time, like there is that sentimentality there, right? I, sure, I can of, see it from of what though, of because where she, she lived. Now say taking of her in quotation marks right like the sentimentality of the bad batch being in that 
in that chamber or in that research facility for a little bit like she has attachment to it you can see it it pauses on those moments with her right and so like i feel like the last part here is where like az is the last thing from this place that she actually gave a shit about and she's not allowed about to let him just drown like fall to the bottom of the ocean and stay there forever like you know what i mean yeah, like but, i can see i can make I, rationale yeah, no, for I, it i get what you mean but it just it like still it's just a weird thing where it's like yes i'm going to save him even though i can look up and know that i'm not going to make it back yeah like yes i'll just i'll just kill myself so that i can get az back and it's like eh. oh yeah. like because because people just pull, play the emotional card it's like this is why they act irrationally and it's like yeah sure but you know, she, you can, she can look like, she knows what's going to happen right now. She knows that if she goes after him, she's not going to miraculously survive. None of the other bad batch are there to help. Right. We get crosshair with the fucking protagonist game. The murky water, like, yes, as, there it is. Yeah. As soon as he's a fucking yeah. good guy, he's got, like, I thought you guys would love unnerving that. accuracy. Although, In I mean, murky I, water. I gave up on that last episode yeah. when he shot all four of his troopers. Yeah. With one pistol bullet, I thought it was fucking oh, great. Lays around, but the the my problem with the that little bit is that they've shown her have an emotional response to something before, and then everything that happened afterwards. So that was the learning point, mm. right? You get one. You <laughs> learn from it. You mean to tell me she goes and pulls another one again? And see, this was the one where it's like, oh, yeah, done, fucked up, like. Mm. I, I was thinking, like, oh, wow, is this why we don't see Omega anymore? Because she drowns in Kamino and she's done with it as well. And then <laughs> that would have been dark. I would have, I would have, I would have been like, this, yeah, this is, that's not yeah. how she should go. See, but because it was stupid, mm -hmm. right? And for, for that, like, like the crosshair saving thing, like, from now, from this point, she's got to be the most, like, take 10 steps to think about something for. I'd rather she hesitated more than actually just jumped into something now because of mm -hmm. this, because you don't have that person to save you anymore. You don't have this to save anymore. You, and then after all that, it's just like, oh, you know, I'm going to still try to convert you. It's just like, I don't have to listen to shit because I had to save you from being stupid. Mm -hmm. If he didn't, mm -hmm. maybe that would have been more yeah. to listen to. And then maybe it would have been more compelling, but she screwed that over. Yeah. Cause she had, it's a harsh way. Oh, sorry. sorry. It's a harsh way to look at it, but that's the only way to look at it. Because you see him at the end, he still only looks Sith deals in absolutes, Ed. Jesus. You no. said the guy who gave an absolute sentence with that line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's backwards. But he, you see him at the end, and he's still kind of like looking back, and I'm like, man, I have to put on a posturing show. And now, what Imperial squad is going to come back to pick you up? All your communication stuff. Yeah, I was not expecting that. Yeah, that was, that was also <laughs> it's, it's like stupid. It made He's sense because the beacon was already on yeah. when him and Zeb were on that planet. But yeah, with Crosshair, it's like all his equipment's at the bottom of the ocean. And like that, that, that area that. where that thing, that platform is, is a little farther out from where the city is. So like, well, it's, they're going to be strafing the, runs of the city to see like if there's anything left. Scouting parties only, and diving parties probably, but. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, they'll, they'll probably find it. It's literally the only dry land in the area Exactly. Now. Yeah, but, uh, but imagine if a storm comes through the wave. Oh yeah, he's he's screwed. He's <laughs> well, they have they have like the bubble thing that can go down into the tube, so he might be able to hide in that. I guess I don't know. It depends if that's still. Uh, it depends if the pod's still up because that was part of the pod, right? And they were rendezvousing mm -hmm. with the fleet, so like, when is this party coming to pick him up? You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Who knows when the scout? And they are, you know, Hunter's also assuming Imperial scouts were going to come by, right? Yeah, so yeah. it was a lot. But just the last point with Ed's thing as well, because this was the the other reason why Omega's thing bugged me so much. Mm -hmm. She has an entire character arc where it's basically 
her and Hunter having the agreement of, look, if you can hit, do stuff objectively and look at the big picture and work as part of a team and not just go with all of your childish impulses, we'll respect you as a part of the Bad Batch and we'll let you come along with all this stuff, right? The the whole episode that we have where they leave her behind and she does the chest stuff and then the next episode where he's actually taking her with and getting her to help with the plans, all that kind of stuff. And this just kind of goes against all of it, right? I mean, granted, there was, like, the, the true betrayal would have been if she said, I'm going for AZ and Hunter goes... Omega, no, and then she does that anyways. Yeah. So it's like a half betrayal, but still, it's like all that character development, then it all goes away. That's yeah. part of what bugs me a lot, is it's like you grow the character and then you just get rid of it. Awesome, yeah. As a teacher, it's really like you have expectations. Sorry, go ahead. She didn't really give him the chance to say, you know, Hunter, no. Or for Hunter to say Omega, no. She just did it. Yeah, yeah. Well, she, she didn't even tell them, because then Hunter's going, Omega, what the hell happened to Omega? Um but yeah, I like yeah as a teacher stuff with kids and expectations and blah blah blah. But this isn't a school. Right? No, but it's a, but is, like if you if this you, is a mercenary band. Yeah, and yeah, obviously like she's ten yeah, years well, old, yeah, man. Like yeah, taking, your but, expectations but, but, yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, but yes, but she's also. I agree to disagree with you. I don't want to fight about this. Yeah, I don't want to fight about this. Yeah, but it's just it, yeah, it's just dis it's a disappointing step for the character, but it's not sure. like Omega's ruined, right? Yeah, it's I, just. I'm glad it's not ruined for you because I think she's a good character. No, she'd have to do something on the level of like what Kaz was doing in Resistance. For yeah, me to bumbling just give fool. Up. Yeah. Well, just be like, how the fuck are you a spy when every other step that you take fucks up half the station? Like that, that level, it's like if, if Omega was doing that stuff, it'd be like, why are you on the team? Crosshair is <laughs> right that you should have gone with Cut. Yeah. Like, but she's not, right? At least. So, yeah. We'll see. It's, it's a, but the, the main thing that, that also, this is just the last since I'm on a train of gripes right now. The last thing that kind of bugs me with this is there there has been no, like, a barely, barely concurrent plot through all of Bad Batch, right? Like, it's just stay ahead of the Empire, do stuff. Yeah. Like, that's it. That's usually and what a season one is for the Clone Wars, or for, like, the animation, though. I'm hoping it's going to sure, get better with season that, two and, like, a little bit more... Mean... Deep. But that doesn't mean that just because that's what the pattern has been, it can be, like, it has to be like this again. Oh, I agree with that, it's yeah, just... yeah. It's just like there, there's no overarching objective. The Bad Batch just exists. Like they're just characters that are in a world which, I guess, one could argue like, oh, that's more realistic because they're just they don't have to have an overarching storyline. But it's like, yeah, but then why? What's the point of telling a story? Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. There's something so to do I'm, with Omega because she wouldn't have been introduced as a character if. Yeah, but we like the fact we that don't we know don't, yet. We we still have zero hints on it. Yeah, right on what it's supposed to be and whatever and because that that's. For all intents and purposes, that storyline's done now. Right now that we know that Nala says like as long as she's safe, I don't care what happens. Right? And Lama well, like the Camino as as side of it is. Well, no, yeah, but Lama Su's dead. <laughs> so it's done. Like what? honestly, you could <laughs> boil that down just to one thing, being like, we need a little girl character now. Well, I was just thinking like her her story has done. it's open ended. So like, where is her story going to go? I'm assuming this is a big assumption, I guess, but I'm assuming that her story is going to continue into the rebellion era like she's not gonna oh, die probably. and she's gonna but, be a character that we're gonna be introduced to in probably some comics or some other shows or something like live action yeah, stuff yeah sure but, but my like, my point is like the, the problem that i have is that with like we have no idea with her or the bad batch there's the no idea is what they're going to do season two right yeah not yet like, not yet in, at least in mandalorian season one we had a very clear understanding of what was going to happen going into season two right same thing say, with yeah 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 mm. The uh, difference, yeah, 
between oh finish your point then i'll say it oh yeah but like you know with that and like even with clone war clone wars and uh clone wars was a little bit more nebulous but with rebels and stuff like that there's always been a clear path of what's happening season to season even clone wars, or even rebel season one had that right a little bit yeah at the end there yeah yeah uh with um things like mandalorian and stuff like that they were good and you could pull situations like that because you have nowhere to go but your own way because mm-hmm. the beginning you could have started anywhere and you chose to start after everything was done so your little preamble if you need to have uh here's a prologue eventually where you put up something there like you know his childhood or something like that we know where that is that's in clone mm-hmm. wars we know you know somewhere between clone wars and this he learned all this and became who he was and now six years after everything here he is the other end of that is completely that's why we can have things like book of boba fett and all those because it's it's completely open to the universe to be like do whatever you want yeah right you're you're not scripted into this situation like rogue one we knew how that was gonna end Mm. it was just how did they get there and it was beautiful um solo a little not so much but you know you have these stories where if you have them in a certain section of time you don't have a lot of time to develop somebody or do something with this it's really nebulous because you have okay the empire's just starting mm-hmm. and in 20 years we know this rebellion is really going to start to take off they're going to blow up the death star yeah right so between now and then you have all this stuff we also have the salt and pepper of what's going on with okay, Saw's people are out doing stuff like crazy right now because the, the rebellion isn't really formed yet. But he, mm. we've already seen him. They've introduced him. So we know that's going to be a thing. I thought during the season they'd meet up with him and do some more stuff. Apparently that was too much for this season. Mm. So that could be next season, right? Again, what does that have to do with Omega? None yet. So she's still learning and still learning and still learning. He's getting better with like even her like marksman skills, right? Like we saw that this episode. We know that eventually uh, Boba starts working with the Empire, specifically starts working with Vader, Mm. right? So it's just like if he does run into her, it's just gonna be like okay, whatever, you know? It's uh, oh, you're another, you're another clone. Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay, peace, bye. Right? I think it'd be a lot more emotional than that. Oh, I don't think so. I do not think so. (laughs) Why would it be? It, because it they're be both unaltered clones. That's the only no, like. It, it yeah. would be more emotional for Omega. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. She'll yeah. really care. Boba, I don't think would care at all. Probably He's not. Tell her to piss off. Yeah. More than yeah. His, his only his only bond is with Django. Yeah, right? but that's it's, the closest. Ends there. Yeah, like him and then Omega are like the closest thing to Django, but she is not I Django. I see him saying yeah. it, but feeling differently, but realizing that I'm not gonna let things stop me where my job is right now. Yeah. And mm-hmm. found me too late, because. Depends when they meet, I think, too. Yeah, and I see it as, like, because... And that's the problem with shit like this, because everything is established, and we know what he's about, Mm. and everything that goes on. His last thought in the Sarlacc pit isn't going to be Omega. (laughs) You know? Yeah, yeah. Like We know it wasn't, because he was out of that Sarlacc pit and came back. And... We still have a timeline on how long that took. Yeah, that's true. When he's fighting with Din and everything like that, he's just like, all he cares about is the armor and why why do you need it what are you getting back to what do you think mm. like that you've already written that and you've left her out mm. whether it be to be for... fair though same writers 
or like Dave Filoni was behind the the, the Bad Batch. Yeah, right? but no, but that's exactly what I mean. Yeah, yeah you yeah. had the opportunity to kind of sprinkle something in just to leave that open, mm-hmm. but you haven't. Mm. So you see, you clearly see from that point in the Mandalorian, you don't give a fuck about anything else. Yeah, yeah. And when you have family out there, you, you know, like that's you can re, you can relate to another person of the of the tribe. Yeah, where it's mm-hmm. just like you're Mandalorian. I'm something like it, I guess. I have family to get to. You have something. You got to take care of this guy. He's your family too. Whatever you can understand why I want my armor back. So give me my armor. Like mm-hmm. you, you will. You can understand that, right? And that's a that's a way to write that to be like, okay, well, yeah, yeah, yeah sure, but for whatever reason you left her out so that goes to tell me like either she's gone a completely opposite way or something happens she's none of them are here well they never mm. met either right could be true, it's true. Or they never met. Like, i'd rather i'd rather it go that way um the one thing i just say is like it's funny when you see like the unaltered clones are the farthest thing from Django fett apart like boba is not Mandalorian. I don't think he like he didn't consider himself Mandalorian for the longest time, right? No, and it's kind of unclear still. Like, does he? Does he not? No. Get... He, he says he says to Din, "I'm just a simple man making my way right. through the universe." Right. So, so then he clearly doesn't think he's Mandalorian. And then Omega on the other side, she's more a clone in mentality and like her like how she thinks and how she acts and everything. She's more like the Bad Batch than she is Django. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, so it's interesting to see like the unaltered clones are as far as from Django as you can almost get, right? Like, the only thing between Boba and Django that's similar is, like, bounty hunting, I guess? That's it. Well, no, well, Django mm. taught Boba his yeah. way of life. If anything, he's the closest thing to Django yeah. that yeah. you can get. But, I mean, Django I was still Mando, was he not? Kind, he, well, I mean, we don't we don't know now. In, with, like, in, in, in Legends, Legends, he was, right? In Le- no, in Legends, he walked away from it. Because oh, after I the see. death of Jaston Muriel, he stopped caring. I see, okay. Because he, he, he was loyal to the Mandalorian cause because of Jaston. So by the time Jan- or Boba came along, he was no longer Mandalorian, which would make sense to Boba. Because, is yeah, because a, Death Watch, yeah. because okay. just like in canon, Death Watch was in charge by then, and he yeah. didn't care. He'd been fighting Death Watch all his life. Yeah, yeah, okay. That makes so sense. he got Mandalorian trainers to come and train. But yeah, even they yeah. were... They, they were, were Super uh, Commando. Okay. They or true they, Mandalore. They they weren't Death Watch. Good to know. They actually were the the dead the the Quivaldar. Right? Yeah, that's right. Because the ghosts. Yeah, yeah. They weren't. They did not have lives. Not real ghosts. They were going to be on Camino, and that was it. And they were yeah, doing yeah. stuff. They're going to get paid a hefty sum of money to do so. Mm-hmm. But understandably, you are dead. I am so, so excited for the Book of Boba Fett now. I, I just right? want. I just want to see more I mean, Boba now. It's going to be so good. Oh yeah, it, but, like it'll be interesting if they go into any of that stuff in Boko Boba Fett. I don't think they will. Yeah. But. Yeah, but see, so where where I have issue with what they're doing now is like we have an end point. You had your beginning. You've got, you know, the meat of the sandwich to work with still. Mm. Make it good. Panini press the <laughs> hell out of this shit because yeah. you need to. You need to put a bunch of information into people's heads through whatever seasons you want. If this is gonna go seven seasons, it's gonna go the way like Colin Wars did, where we saw in season seven, it's what happens right after episode three. Mm-hmm. Or episode three is happening concurrently with that. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever have you, right? You you have to have that. And if you don't, well, it's just like, well, no, now now you're trying to extend time that you don't have. And now you have to try and write them in these major characters that have been a thing into some background event that's happening while all the stuff is, you can't do that. Like they did it kind of with the ghost and with um Herod Squad in mm. Rogue One, kind of, where they gave them the mention 
Yeah, the, that's a nice um, little nod, though, because you'd be like, yeah, if there's a big rebel thing, like, you'd think that she would be involved if she's a general, right? Like, the, 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 the other core, but then when you start, when you start throwing little bits in on that, oh, like, you're doing it to justify the fact of their existence. Mm. Being like, oh, see, I they mean, were there, see, they yeah. were there, it's just like, okay, I guess, but, like, yeah, well, because the other problem that I've also got with that is, like, they have been pushing so hard during this season, where it's like, we need to join up with Rex. We got to hook up with Rex. We should. Why didn't we go with Rex? And it's like, yes, but you've already been written to a corner because we know he's on a planet in the middle of nowhere. in Rebels. But that's years down the line. Like He's a lot older. But the important point, the Rebellion knows nothing about him. No, right? See, I, I, so I, I, we, we've set up that he did not work with the Rebellion. Hmm. He just went off and did his own thing. So you posit that, and hmm. the fact that Okay, he's there, and what's years for them? Remember, this is this is Rebels. What season of Rebels was that where they started talking to? Him? Season two. Yeah. So season yeah. two of Rebels. Rebels starts in like four years. Yeah. Well, now yeah. maybe three. Mm, is it? So. Yeah, I guess so. Somewhere Rebellion around there. Yeah, it'll be somewhere off, around really. there. Yeah, right? it'll be somewhere they, around they there. Have, they, so we know from Rebels that by the time they have met Rex, they've established Yavin as a base. The Rebellion isn't one single cell yet. Is a bunch of small ones. It's technically led by Mon Mothma and General Dodonna. Mm. And, oh, and I guess, and Bail Organa. And Leia's working with it, but she's not actively known as, well, she's not really known as a figure. Yeah, she's kind of like doing side things. Yeah. yeah. But so we know all this stuff. And we know that while they know about Fulcrum, they don't know she's a Jedi. And they don't work with uh, Rex and the others. Until later. And immediately by knowing how old Leia is, you know how old Luke is. At that yeah, point, right? Yeah. So from there, you can gauge timeline just based off that age alone. So yeah. realistically, that's somewhere between the early mid to just mid point of you know, okay, we're we're about halfway to episode four, mm. and we already meet up with these guys and see all that. You have written yourself into another corner because okay, so there's no mention of other clones you've met to them sure because you know kanan has a problem with them that's fine but throughout everything there's no mention of anybody else there's no mention of anything they've been here gregor's half crazy <laughs> it's my man right so you go through all that and it's just like well you know what are these guys doing then because they will they, they will be near the same age and they'll all be like close to decrepit mm. being still being able to do stuff but not not the jobs they used to Omega's at this point going to be like, what, 15, 17? Right now, the old dudes? Right? She'll, she'll be in her... By the time by the time episode 4 starts, she'll be in her 20s, yeah. Yeah. So by so, Rebels, yeah, she'd be a late teenager, basically. Yeah. So, again, really not old enough to... Maybe she'll know a lot of things. Maybe she'll still know not as much as she needs to. Mm-hmm. So, but again, time is very short for her. Yeah. And we've also got a, a fact of the matter that Hera and Omega never really Meet became again. friends yeah. or close. Because at the very least, then that brings up questions. Why the hell did Hera never contact her in Rebels, right? The we obvious answer being she it, wasn't yeah, invented back then. Yeah, But but not have seen it, she would have been helping them with a lot of stuff if they were that close friends, right? Because mm. when they're looking for, hey, we need more people to help, well, who are we going to get to help? Oh, well, there's these, <laughs> there's these three clones on an old planet somewhere. I think Omega would have come up first on that list, right? Yeah. So it's it like I still feel like at a certain point 
the Bad Batch is going to help the fledgling rebellion, like the rebellion where it's literally like, hey, it's Mon Mothma, Dodana, Organa, and ideas, and that's it. Like the no people, no resources, no nothing. I feel like the Bad Batch will at some point get swept into helping them with something, but at the same time, because like we've been saying, they're kind of written to a corner, they can't actually be an integral part of the rebellion, and they can't really form any connections with the right. rebellion. Because then that questions a bunch of stuff in Rebels. Be interesting to see I mean, where they knows, go so. during the Rebellion era. You see, if I think... they if they survive at all, or if they go to yeah, Wild yeah. Space, or like what the hell, who knows? So I just wanna I wanna say one more thing, mm. and again, they're tying it, like you said, Mandalorian written by the same people and everything like that. But that's why they're those are the tie-ins that are trying to be pushed a bunch. Nothing to do with the Rebellion. They're trying to gl not gloss over to make it. To pull everybody's wool over in the eyes, but it's just like, no, don't think of rebellion. We have this, and then we have Mando. So yeah. all the connections we're making are towards the Mandalorian. So with Camino, mm -hmm. and you know, uh, Lama Sue being there, and we're like, oh yeah, we have great plans for you. Oh sorry, uh, Nala Nala say sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, we have great plans for you. And then you you see everything that happens with the the Camino symbols and everything in Mandalorian mm -hmm. and everything that's happening there and what they're trying to work with all those tubes, everything like that, you know, they didn't show her, but she's definitely a part of that. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, it's always look to Mandalorian, look to Mandalorian, look to Mandalorian. Don't look at rebellion because yeah, we realize we can't do anything with rebellion. So I see them just flying because the empire is going so crazy. Maybe they'll do a Jojo plot and have Omega locked up somewhere for fucking 20 years. Cryostasis. Yeah. Or just not even, right? Because yeah. she didn't look like a clone, anything like that. So she could just pull something and be locked up in an Imperial prison while the Bad Batch dies. And that's how it ends, Oh, that'd be right? dark. She gets yeah. caught, right? So then by the time of Mando, she, on that same Republic, New Republic prison barge where she's getting moved over to, that whole thing before it goes up, she finds her way out. She's like, all right. Now I can be in my revenge against the galaxy, whatever. What do you mean the Empire is gone, <laughs> right? And mm. trying to find her way, like everybody mm. else is trying to find their way in this new Republic era. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. That's a stretch. But I think it's going to be... So, she has to be taken off the grid somehow. Yeah. yeah. Like, Wild right? Space is a pretty good bet because it's unknown. It's People don't choose... Yeah, but it's like, just, what would you well, be doing there? The but yeah, to go to Wild I don't know. Space, right? No, I don't know. Yeah. But like, that's like a, a that's a road that could be traveled down. It's possible for some reason. We don't know. Um, yeah, I don't expect just, it to be, but it's definitely an option. I get I get antsy with Wild Space because almost every idea that's come out of Wild Space is a bad one. Mm. Um, like the only one I can think of, and it's still a little bit cliche. The Eternal Empire is cool as an idea. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it is just kind of like a really there were this many of them out in wild space. And then you get the use and Vong where it's like, really, there were this many of them out in wild space. And then you get the first order where it's just like, I, I don't care anymore. Mm -hmm. just... like, it gives you it gives you just the amount of ideas of how vast the galaxy is. Where it's like you mm -hmm. have this small pocket and all this bullshit is going well, it's on. It's a universe, but yeah. we're only in one galaxy. Exactly. Well, yeah. exactly right? like, specifically half of that galaxy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. every map you see, it's just like, oh, we're all here, but there's just this. Yeah, this is and just blank. Like, okay, yeah, you know what's mm. all this? And you know, just looking at a picture of it doesn't really tell you depth or size or anything. Or you know, even they'll have some kind of distance um, marker legend. Yeah, right. But that's still a lot of space. And if mm. all that can be in this pocket, then you can have that, 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 a bunch of mini things of that at the same time, just to really show it. So mm. yes, they could add more to Wild Space. Would I be upset with it unless 
if they just if you could tell it was a throwaway thing just like mm. this fish that came in to bite the thing and then piss off yeah. and we'll never see it again if they just put a planet out there for that sole purpose yeah fuck you because oh, now yeah. you've <laughs> now you've just added more it's like pokemon now there's over well, like, actually, what, a thousand or something like that right seriously well, i was gonna say Oh, sorry. I was going to say a perfect example as well. Not You don't even have to go to Pokemon. You can just stay within Star Wars. Mm. It's like, look, what is the difference between the Chiss Ascendancy and Exegol? Where it's like one of them makes a lot of sense and is really well developed and has a lot of, of lore behind it that backs it up. And the other is a planet that they pulled out of their ass. Yeah. Heck, what? I I just remembered it. I was having so much trouble remembering the name Hosni and Brian for some reason. A, because I oh, didn't <laughs> give a damn. Yeah, yeah. Because to me, it's just nothing in my head. Right, yeah. there's been no significant thing from it, but even even the book we just read, um, the one the from the High, Repu- High Republic, yeah, it was just like, oh, you know, she had that Hosnian Prime. I was like, I don't know what that is because you've not actually <laughs> yeah, yeah. anything from it. You've just mentioned this place ten thousand times, and oh, we're telling you, it's so great. The dragons are coming. We're telling you. We're what, are, telling what are we talking you. about Hosnian Prime for? I I think I just think a, he's just talking a about point of just don't, just there, don't who is it in the Rising Storm. Yeah, because who is it in Rising Storm? It's is it the reporter or someone has a Hosnian Prime accent? Yeah, like, we can tell that she's from Hosnian Prime because of her accent. And you're like, what? What does that mean? If you the, tell me what the Droman Koss accent is, now I know what that means. What the fuck is a Hosnian Prime accent? Okay. So the point right, I'm trying to like make that. here is that if you do decide to do something with Omega that just takes her off the grid for a bunch of time until the Mandalorian comes up, make it develop good. a place. Yeah. Or just put on a pre-existing place where we know of that we can have something with that we can understand mm. why it, why she's able to be off the grid or something like that. I agree with you. I think but, it should be something that yeah. is not just like, oh yeah, she goes this way, and then she's yeah, come back. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm actually kind of scared now if they say like, oh, she was on Hosni and Prime the entire time. It's like, well, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> right. The the it one just, thing. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say the one thing that I would find interesting is if they were going to do the Boba Omega meetup. Mm. I feel like um, I do want to host me in Prime now. Let's go. Uh, fuck that. I, I feel like uh, Book, of Bo- Book of Boba Fett would be the best way to do that because something we talked about in the news episode, like Omega's voice actor is a grown, like a full adult, right? Yeah, she can do an adult voice if she needs to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she, all, yeah, all she does is take out the even if she is high, like you know making her her pitch a little bit higher. You just drop that, have them meet. There you go. Right. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yeah, and I mean, you know, may, maybe something happened. Like, I wouldn't, I honestly wouldn't be opposed to seeing Omega just doing stuff with the Bad Batch until uh, Rebels comes up and, you know, episode four, five, and six, and they're just doing stuff in the background. Yeah. Right? As we kind of learn why she's special, because we still don't know why she's special, what her special abilities are, right? But then having her meet with Boba Fett, but then this is the problem again. We know Bad Batch is coming out next year. Book of Boba Fett's coming out this year. So Mando's coming out this year, too. Yeah, but I don't think she's going to be a Mando. No, no, um, but there's going to be connections but, between, like, the clone stuff, yeah. But it's just the thing where it's like, if she does show up in Book of Boba Fett, it's like, are you going to reveal what her special powers are here, or are you going to do it in Bad Batch 2? Because mm. in Bad Batch 2, like, it's just a yeah, show up and she can already do this stuff? I don't know. It's exactly. Are you working thing. forwards or backwards at this point? Is yeah, point? yeah. But with, with this whole thing. But, I mean, it's, it's cool that we still have this many avenues of thought to explore mm-hmm. with Bad Batch and Omega. I just wish that we could have had it narrowed down by the show yeah. to at least have some idea of what's going on. I wasn't expecting a lot out of season one of The Bad Batch just because, you know, like I said before, season one usually is pretty pretty dull uh, for the most part. Uh, we did get some really nice looking episodes and that's the part I want to talk mm-hmm. about because we've talked about everything else 
that uh, oh, is on my yeah, list be here. Before we jump into that, I did kind of cut it off a bit there, so I was just curious if, uh, if you had mm -hmm. any other points there, Ed. Any other points? Uh, nothing I can remember. Okay, sorry, I, I kind of took over there no. at the end. All right, the thing that I, I noticed in this one was, hey, sparks they used a lot of them they look great mm -hmm. and it and mm -hmm. like a light it like as the sparks flew out it lighted the area right like there is that like illumination um animation effect which is cool lots and lots of like water flooding into places going through different like like doors opening stuff like that a lot of um new forms of water animation that i i noticed mm -hmm. i guess and the last one was the thing that we talked about before the dragon turtle thing under the under the sea we i don't think in animation we've seen an underwater animal or like amphibian or like Creature. Yes, we have. Not in, in animation? Yes, they had a whole episode with Kit Fisto fighting underwater. But was there, like, big <laughs> oh, monsters yeah. and stuff like that under there? Like this thing. I don't remember them. I remember him being underwater and fighting, but I don't remember, like, he was fighting, like, the troopers or something, or with the troopers with, like, the Republic underwater gear, right? I remember yeah, that in the Separatist Droids, but I don't think there was any big yeah. monsters. Um, So I think that was cool, like... It actually looked very similar to like the episode one, like bigger fish kind of thing, right? Yeah, that's that's what I'm really jaws. Proud of. And I was like, was you know what? It actually looked really cool. Like as it was coming up as a shadow, and then it came up as this big monster with these massive teeth. I like, mm. I liked the, the animation for that, and it looked pretty visceral. I liked it. They they did an excellent excellent job in triggering in triggering my thalassophobia. I'll tell you that much. What's thalassophobia? Uh, thalassophobia is a fear of deep water. Oh yeah, things the you things you cannot see. Yes, yeah, yeah. I am fucking terrified of that stuff. So when I saw the mouth come up, I was like, "Oh, my nightmares!" <laughs> Thank you, Star Wars. <laughs> I'm gonna think <laughs> about other things before bed tonight. But yeah. but you're right. They, they do a good job in the sense of it's that thing, and it's why I have thalassophobia. Of you don't see the thing coming at you Tell until it's maybe ten feet away from you. Yeah, that was really. By the cool. time it shows up, it's too late, right? Yeah. Because uh, yeah, it really does kind of just burst out of the murky water. Um, and kind of what you were saying as well, they do a really good job with murky water, I think specifically this, in this. episode for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, you, you've got clear water they've done, they've already done in a couple of things. Granted, Disney hasn't, it's been like finding Nemo and stuff like that, but that is still, you know, Pixar and ILM working together, but still anyways, you know, it was cool to be able to see murky water and it's like debris and smoke and just stuff coming out. I thought it was really neat when they have the city platform slamming into the actual ocean floor. Yeah. You see the plumes of like sea mud basically like coming up from there. All the dust, yeah. Or like yeah. sand or whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, like that was really neat. Um, fun fact I learned recently, 60% of sea mud is decomposed animal remains. Mm, that's fun. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, like, yeah, visual effects have been have been great. So yeah, I think that's where they brought these things in. Like the dragon turtle wasn't necessary, but did it allow them to make something new and to try something different? Yeah, kind of. And it's unfortunate, like, that's might be the thinking that they had when they made it. And it made maybe a little less sense than what you guys were hoping. But I, I enjoyed the visuals of this episode. And it was like you said last episode with the water, when Omega jumps in the water to, like, open the door with the Bad Batch, you can mm. see her hair, like, get wet and, like, move back as she's swimming. Yeah, yeah, when it comes up. I was, that, was good. I, that actually that actually annoyed me a little bit, though, because as soon as they get into the next room with the barracks, her hair is back to yeah, normal. And yeah, I was like, like, just shake it off, yeah. Play-Doh yeah, hair. I was like, was was there just like an arch of like hair dryer that you walked through at some point? Or? Yeah. Um, I think that does it for the episode for discussion. Yeah. Uh, I've got one more point Go and it's something it. that we kind of glossed over. But what did you guys think of Crosshair's argument? Because I thought it was a little bit with the doubling down of I'm Imperial. Odd. Yeah. I didn't expect it. I thought like I thought he might be like Imperial hardline. Yes, but he's still part of the crew to a degree, and then he just defects and does his own thing. Um. I was not expecting him to stay behind and to be like, 
I am Empire and you guys should join me because that's what you're good for and that's all it is. Mm. And I'm like, ah, I wasn't I wasn't pulling for him at all, really. I was like, ah, that's unfortunate. He does a weird thing this episode that really started to bug me halfway through. He was like, look at you guys. You're a bunch of idiots. You can't do anything right. Everything you do is pathetic and a failure. And they're like, yeah, the Empire abandoned you and left you behind. He's and like, he's no, still- that's not true because I don't think it is. And it's like, what? It's, I don't take it personally, yeah was your yeah oh yeah you shouldn't take stuff so personal but i was like well, your arguments are all garbage you're it's it just it reminded me of like uh like idiots or internet trolls you see online where they're like look at all this stuff this isn't real because x y and z and like do you have proof for x y and z no it's what i believe so it's true and it's like i what are you an idiot i like, like the tech explanation like you're severe and what was the other word he used something unyielding, uh, unyielding. and i'm like that makes sense with your imperial mindset and like you've been working with them for a bit and like they're more up your alley than the bad batch are now they've they've changed enough that they're not severe and unyielding whereas the empire are severe and unyielding it's so a way like, to that keep, makes sense it, it's a way to explain why he keeps saying no but i like the biggest thing i just didn't understand was i was like your arguments have almost no weight to them yeah the no Empire's i feel that too win. you're just kind of assuming that right they haven't been able to kill the bad batch this entire season with your help yeah so I, it was just, I don't know. It was very, it kind of felt forced to me. Yeah, no, I can feel that too. I wasn't really, I was like, oh, okay. I guess he's staying on the platform. Okay, bye. Because I thought like yeah. when Omega talked to him at the end there and then she got on the ship, I thought he was going to turn around and walk with them to get on the ship and then they would yeah. go and then he'd separate some other time or be like in the corner, just kind of like, mm, right? Well, their their conversation was really weird too because yeah. she sits down and is like, oh, I thought you couldn't say no because it was your chip. It turns out you're just an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, yep. And I was like, what the hell was that? Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That was kind of, uh, we'll see what happens with him. But it's, it's right now it just feels like a weaker version of Callus. Like, cause sure. I under, I bought all of Callus's arguments when he had the thing with Zeb. But he went the opposite was, way, right? Well, exactly. Yeah. He, he turned out, but like when they were in the cave and having his arguments, he was like, you're a bunch of terrorists. Like you're just a bunch of you're you're just going around and doing whatever you want because you think it's justice. You're just a Zeb, you're just a big hot callus well, fan. That's all. Yeah. Well, no, but then Zeb turns around <laughs> and goes like, "Look, look at what you did to the Lasat." And then he goes like, "Yeah, look at what it looks like when a Lasat comes to kill you." Yeah. It's fucking terrifying. And then by the end of it, they're both you know they both grudgingly respect each other's positions, but circumstance. I think it's right. yeah. And then I think it, well, I think it's the fact that Callus sees the reaction that Zeb gets when they find him again, mm. right? And then he goes back and constantly doesn't even give a shit that he's back. And he just kind of sits down and, yeah, it's just kind of whatever. I think that's the, the big thing. But maybe we'll get that moment with the crosshair. I don't know. Fair enough. Is that do it for the conversation or edit any last points? You good? All right. Thank you for the great discussion because we went on a whole bunch of like connecting tangents today, which was great. Mm. Um, and I'm sure we will eventually when more content comes out for animation and uh, shows coming up. Mm. So yeah, without further ado, let's get into the outro. Welcome to the outro of The Bad Batch, episode 16, Camino Lost. This was the last episode of The Bad Batch for season one, but we will be back for season two uh, in 2022. And mm-hmm. before that, Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, I believe, before then. And uh, yeah, Ed, we want to let the listeners oh. know 
Also, Star Wars Visions. Yes, Visions as well. That's coming up in September. Thank you for that. Uh, Ed, do you want to let the listeners know how to contact us? Let us know their thoughts on this episode or any other connections or theories, comments, questions, anything of that nature. Uh, to contact the podcast, you can find us over at voiceoftheforce.com. Uh, if you prefer email, we've got email at voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. If you're more of a social media person, we're on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us at voiceforcepod. If you do retweet or repost any of our new episode tweets, it does help with growing our listener base and is appreciated. And finally, listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all major podcast platforms. If you do leave us a review with five stars and a comment, it really helps with visibility, and we really do appreciate it. But if you do follow or subscribe for free, uh, follow or subscribe for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases. Thank you very much, Ed. And as always, everybody, remember... You done complaining? You know, if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be in this mess. Something on your tiny mind, Rekka. All that time, you didn't even try to come back. We still would have taken you. Let it go, Rekka. Crosshair has always been severe and unyielding. It is his nature. You cannot change that. He cannot change that. Why are you defending me? I am not. Understanding you does not mean that I agree with you.